0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday the 28th of September. In breaking news from the US this morning, disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly has been found guilty on all counts of racketeering and charges relating to sex trafficking. Prosecutors claim the 54-year-old was a predator who used his fame to lure women and young girls before subjecting them to violent physical and sexual abuse, some he recorded. He U.S. Attorney Gloria Alred, who represented some of Kelly's accusers. I have been practicing law for 47 years. During this time I have pursued many sexual predators who have committed crimes against women and children. Of all the predators that I have pursued however Mr. Kelly is the worst. Back home now in Queensland is on COVID alert this morning after a positive case was detected in the community while infectious. The aviation industry employee in his 30s tested positive yesterday in Brisbane. A childcare centre, McDonald's and two furniture stores are among the exposure sites. The source of the man's infection is now under investigation with authorities saying he had not travelled anywhere recently. Meantime, it's still not clear when Queensland will reopen its border with the Premier reportedly calling on the Prime Minister to release revised Doherty modelling. But the Federal Government says each state and territory have the most up-to-date data. When pressed on the border, Chief Health Officer in Queensland, Jeanette Young, had this to say. It's not a simple, straightforward process. You've got to look at all of the issues. It would be wonderful if it was. It would be wonderful to be able to know we've got to 80% and something will happen. Unfortunately, it's just not that straightforward. The New South Wales Premier, Meantime, has announced the state's roadmap out of lockdown once New South Wales hits the 80% double vaccinated target. Ten fully vaccinated people will be allowed to visit a home, community sport and COVID safe events are on the cards, and there's reportedly no cap on wedding numbers. Epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws has told the project the path out of a lockdown, though, may be working on key assumptions. Assumes that anybody who double vaccinated won't actually acquire COVID and pass it on to anyone in their household who is yet to be fully vaccinated. Now, that's a big assumption because we do know that sometimes people do get um, either silent COVID or a very mild symptomatic COVID. While regional travel across New South Wales has now been pushed back until the state hits 80% double dose, likely to be around the end of next month. Yesterday, New South Wales recorded 12 deaths and 787 new COVID cases. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we begin in Victoria and Melbourne is set to play a major part in the resumption of international travel. Qantas is pushing to resume services overseas by December. But as James Lake reports from Melbourne, some routes may look very different as long as state borders remain closed.
1: We've just learned, Tash, how the lockout from Western Australia is going to impact international travel, not just people wanting to move around within Australia. Qantas has confirmed it will start flying from Melbourne to London via Darwin before the end of the year, bypassing Perth altogether. The carrier has also scrapped almost all flights from Perth, connecting to Melbourne or Sydney until at least February a minimum number of flights will still operate into WA, though, for people travelling with permits. Flights between Melbourne and Sydney are also expected to ramp up from November 5.
0: And New South Wales and chaos for public transport across Sydney as hundreds of train drivers walk off the job over ongoing pay disputes. Our reporter Siobhan Corfield has the details from Sydney.
1: Yeah Tash, rail workers are on strike with unions in the state government at loggerheads over pay and workplace safety. Delays are
0: expected to kick off at around 7 this morning and services aren't set to return to normal until at least 3 this afternoon. There will be some replacement buses but Chief Op Operations Officer for Transport New South Wales, Howard Collins, says there will likely
1: be significant delays. We are advising customers that the fact that we have to put the trains away securely on both Sydney trains and New South Wales train link, that anyone who's travelling for essential reasons, please expect that there will be disruption from around about 7, 7.30 in the morning.
0: Now, for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. We start with some good news, and travel stocks were up after that announcement from the New South Wales Premier about the roadmap out of lockdown, but Queensland tourism businesses are certainly nervous in the lead-up to Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's harsh. Good morning. Some good news and maybe some, well, if not bad news, at least some, you know, cautious news out of Queensland. The good news, of course, as you said, travel stocks up massively yesterday. Flight centre up 7%, Webjet up 5%, investors really excited about the idea that people might travel as well as the rest of us of course being excited but the Queensland tourism operators say the Gold Coast in particular has never been so dead to use their phrase and that's their real concern right now is if they don't hit the Christmas trade which of course is their biggest bit of business, it's a sunny state and people go there usually for Christmas holidays, they're not sure whether they can make it through another tourist season so some good news, some sense of light at the end of the tunnel, whether it comes quickly enough for Queensland particularly because of those border closure rules remains to be seen.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Scott. And in other news this morning, businesses may get what they've been asking for, with the federal government moving closer to firm action on a goal of net zero by 2050.
1: This is an amazing task, can I say, because state governments and business groups have been leading the charge. My local Woolies has had a sign-up saying they're going to go to green energy entirely by 2025. And all of a sudden, in the space of a week, the Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister and the Treasurer are pretty much all saying, yep. We're going to do it, we're going to take action. A, a remarkable change of approach from those guys. In fact, Federal Fraudberg even saying if we don't do this quickly enough, households may face higher interest costs on their mortgages and credit cards simply because the rest of the world won't want to lend to us. So this is a classic case, I think, of the government possibly being dragging kicking being dragging, kicking and screaming to make some sort of commitment but the economics has ruled the day and it looks like by hook or by crook we'll get some sort of firm action sooner rather than later which i think is good news for the economy and good news for the environment
0: yeah win-win scott mm. talking about uh, households and rising costs in some more bad news this morning home and contents insurance premiums have certainly increased after a year of national disasters
1: Yeah, from win-win to lose-lose, unfortunately. Not only have we had a year of bushfires, floods, uh, hailstorms, the the whole box and dice, but as a result, and probably not surprisingly, insurance premiums are going up right across the country by, get this, 14%. At a time when inflation's almost zero and wage growth is pretty much less than that, uh, we're seeing insurance premiums just go through the roof. Now, 14% is the increase on the average house and contents and policy of about $600,000. It is just... You know, it's inevitable. The insurers aren't, aren't making a buck out of this. They're trying to just cover their increasing costs. And maybe it does link back, actually, to the previous story where more storms, more bushfires, uh, more natural disasters do end up costing homeowners more in those insurance policies. Of course, always better to be insured than not, but another hate to the hip pocket for those individuals who are doing it tough in the middle of COVID. Certainly are, Scott. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. <laughs>
0: Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. A major scandal broke just hours before the Dally M's last night.
2: Yes, good morning Tash, that's right The NRL will speak with two of the Melbourne Storm's Biggest stars after footage Emerged of them in a hotel room Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith are said To be interviewed by the Integrity Unit Coach Craig Bellamy says the club Is hurt by the allegations facing them
1: I don't really want to comment On that yet, obviously um, I know of the, of the incident um, I don't know, you know I haven't sort of spoken to the, those Guys yet um, You know, in, in detail, I think it's in front of the t- integrity in it, so we'll see what happens from there.
2: Taking some of the shine off, Bellamy claiming Coach of the Year honours last night for a sixth time at the Dell M Awards. The biggest award of, of all, of course, the Dell M itself, went to Tom Trebojevic, who had a stunning season, didn't he, Tarsham? He missed the first games with that hamstring injury, but once he returned, he set the NRL alight. He polled 35 votes, second most in history behind Jonathan Thurston, and was five clear of Panther superstar Nathan Cleary. Turbo says... He got plenty of help along the way.
1: To the Manly boys, to Desi, Ches and, and the playing group, couldn't have done this one without you. Uh, this medal's a beneficiary of all your hard work and effort and
2: I can't thank you enough for it. James Tedesco named Captain of the Year, his Roosters teammate Sam Walker, Rookie of the Year honours. In grand final news, Adam Reynolds has declared himself a certain starter to line up for Souths against Penrith. The bunny skipper has been troubled by that groin issue. I think I'll be ready to train on Thursday. Um, we've got a training session tomorrow and um, I'll just do some light duties, get through that session get a bit more confidence and join the boys at the back end of the week. But, no, look, I'm, I'm more focused on the game rather than my last game for the club. Speaking on Fox League, there, Tash.
0: And in other grand final news, of course, the winners from last weekend, the Mighty Ds, haven't wasted any time getting a head start on the next season in the AFL.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the players are still celebrating, but uh, the club officials have one eye on next year. They've freed up some spots on their list. They've delisted Aaron Vandenberg, who played 51 games, had a lot of injuries, though, across the journey. Neville Jetta and Nathan Jones have both retired. At the Magpies, Mason Cox still ha- doesn't have a contract from his current club, but the Giant American has drawn the interest of the Lions, who are on the hunt for a backup big man. The Cats continue to change up their coach's box. James Kelly is returning as an assistant. They're also keen to poach Ash Hanson from the Bulldogs. Matthew Scarlett has departed as an assistant. He's been there for a long time. And Geelong, great. Billy Brownless believes that he will take a break.
1: He won't Do coach it. anywhere, I believe. And he's very
2: uh, honest about all that. And he w- he'll he just go and spend a year at home. And the Sheffield Shield season got underway across the weekend. Travis said smashing a century for South Australia. Uh, this morning, Tash, we've got Queensland starting its campaign against Tasmania at Ian Healy Oval.
0: Lots going on today. Another massive day in sport. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Instagram for children is officially on hold after plenty of criticism over the social media platform. Facebook, who owns the photo-sharing giant, announced it will pause the project, which was aimed at children aged 10 to 12. It comes after a number of studies found Instagram can be harmful for teenagers and young users. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.